As a parent or mentor, you have the awesome opportunity to help a young person build a future. So if the future they want is in the military, take the time to learn more at todaysmilitary.com because their success tomorrow begins with your support today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Uh, y'all ready for the word of God tonight? Listen, it's going to be good for you tonight. Did you not enjoy New Year's weekend or what? We had an awesome time. I'm just going to go on and tell it. Y'all see it on Sunday. But we had nine decisions over the weekend for Christ. What a way to start the new year. So praise God for that. Lift your Bibles. Hell, let's make our confession of faith tonight. This is going to be good for you as we move through this new year. And as we walk in this, let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word has given me life. Shout it. Y'all sound like a church up in here tonight. Who knows? I might preach a little bit, a little bit, a little something, something. Uh, go to Jeremiah chapter 20. If you would remain standing, it is our uh, privilege to stand for the word. Uh, you stand for the judge. You stand for the president. You stand for your congressman or woman. You stand for the mayor. So I'll dare you have an attitude when you have to stand for the word. Jeremiah chapter 20, get to verse number 8. When you have it, say, I have it. Of course, we welcome those at all of our campuses. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 8. Look, this is Jeremiah talking. He said, for when I spoke, I cried out and I shouted, violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Now, here's what Jeremiah is saying. Jeremiah is saying, God, I'm doing what you're telling me to do. And despite me doing what the word says to do, God, I'm still dealing with reproach and I'm still dealing with issues. I'm still dealing with stuff. So look at what Jeremiah says he's going to do. Verse nine. Then I said, I'm not going to make mention of him talking about God, nor am I even going to speak anymore in his name. Now, this isn't just a regular man. This is the prophet. This is the man of God. But we find that there is great uh, an apropos lesson here. He says, I don't even want to talk about God no more. Jeremiah said, I'm through preaching. Jeremiah said, because I'm sick of these folk. And Jeremiah said, I had about just as much as I can take. I ain't got nothing else to say. Go to hell. 
That's what Jeremiah is saying now. That's what he's saying. He's saying just, they ain't going to listen to know how Jeremiah says. So just let them go to hell. Bless God. Because they don't listen to know how. That's what Jeremiah is saying. But look what Jeremiah said. Uh, he said, let's look at verse 9 again. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But, somebody say but. but. See, with God, there's always a but. And it's a big one. God likes big butts. He cannot lie. He likes them. Say it's a big butt. But his word, my God, was in my heart like a burning fire that was shut up in my bones. And he said, I was weary of holding it back. Matter of fact, he said, I couldn't even hold back anymore because the moment I tried to act crazy, it was like a fire. Touch your neighbor, say, no matter what, don't you let anything kill your fire. Look, look over at somebody else. If you got to look across the aisle, tell them, no matter what, no matter what, don't you let anything kill your fire. Father, you hear me and you always do. Customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, as we move in those things you have ordained. We thank you that this is going to be a great year. This is going to be an awesome year, Father, because we refuse to let anything kill our fire. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to, as I start this teaching, uh, just, just say this to you. This may sound a little bit like hellfire and brimstone initially, uh, but we're going somewhere with this teaching. Say we're going somewhere. In Scripture, fire is seen in many forms. Uh, the first form is God. Our God is a fire. Uh, Deuteronomy 4.24 says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, uh, a jealous God. God is not jealous of anything you have. What God says is, I paid for you, so why you... Uh, what, let me give you a good example. Uh, God says, now, if, 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 if you paid Wendy's, how are you going to try to go and eat at McDonald's? What well, what God says is he's not jealous of anything we have. He says he just gets jealous of the fact that everything else gets more of you than he does when he's the one that paid for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, but our God is a fire. As a matter of fact, we see this even in Exodus with Moses, the burning bush. Uh, the bush that was burning was God. Uh, it was on fire, but it wasn't consumed by the fire. See, that's what's so awesome about God is he will put a fire on the inside of you, but it won't consume you. He'll put a passion on the inside of you, but it will not consume you. Uh, we even look at Zechariah chapter 2. The scripture says uh, that the Lord would be a wall of fire around us, which means that God is a protector of those that are his. That's why the scripture says we know that all things work together for the good of them that what love him and are called according to his purpose. God says I put a protection around you called the God fire system. Uh, which means stuff that's not supposed to get too close. I'll burn it up as long as you love me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say God is a fire. Uh, the second thing we see uh, 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 fire likened to in scripture is fire is a devourer. Fire uh, is a devourer. In Genesis, we see fire destroying Sodom uh, and Gomorrah because of what they tolerated in that city. Uh, sometimes there are sins of commission. Sometimes there are sins of omission. Uh, sometimes there are sins of doing things. But Sodom and Gomorrah uh, was destroyed because of what they allowed in their midst. You got to be careful uh, about the things that you allow to go on in your home and the things that you allow to go on around you uh, because just because it's not you doing it doesn't mean God doesn't look at you and say, but I hold you responsible for it. 
That's why everybody wants to be a leader, but understand the price of leadership now is that the scripture says you must now give an account now for those that are you are, are that you cover, those that you lead, or those that you uh, uh, take forth. Are you hearing me? Uh, in Leviticus, we see fire is a devourer to those that rebelled against Moses and Aaron. Uh, fire is a devourer. God does not play about certain things. And one of those things God doesn't play with is when you mess with his set leadership or his set authority. Uh, every time you mess with Moses, God took it personal. And that is why so many believers don't understand, well, why is this happening in my life? And why is this going on in my life? Maybe it's not the devil. Maybe it's because you open your mouth and you got a fire to come devour some stuff that's up in your life. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. I, I'm going to teach you the word anyway because I will not stand before God and be accused of being a lazy preacher because I wanted to preach stuff you wanted to hear. I got to preach to you the word that's going to transform your life. And aren't you glad God loves you enough to give you a word in a house like this that's going to transform your life? Touch your neighbor. Say, don't play with that fire. Don't play with that fire. This is a fire you don't want to play with. In Leviticus, there were several times where the fire, uh, where the fire devoured uh, the people. God would say to Moses, Moses, get out of the way because I'm going to let them absolutely flat foot have it. And Moses would get in God's way. I learned a long time ago. Uh -huh, I learned a long time ago. God, go on and let the fire burn. I, I ain't getting in nobody's way. I ain't got nothing to say. I don't have no word of encouragement. My word of encouragement, don't burn, baby. Don't burn. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, in Numbers, we see fire uh, kill those that complain uh, against Moses and those that complain against their spiritual leadership. Fire is a devourer. But the next thing we see fire as in Scripture is hell. We see fire as hell. Now, I want you to see these Scriptures. Go to Matthew 25. I want you to see these Scriptures so you can see that. Matthew 25, verse 41. You got it? If you don't, the wonderful thing about the 21st century church is it's on the screen. Matthew 25, 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting what? Prepare for who? And who? For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. Notice who Jesus is talking to. Jesus is saying, listen, all you selfish folk, he said, I, I, there's a place for you. Did, did, you, did you see that? He was talking to selfish people. So here we see fire uh, as a place uh, where they were going to be separated from God's presence, separated uh, from God's power. But now go to Revelation 21. Go to Revelation 21. Y'all still with me? I just want to show you fire. We, we, remember I told you it's going to start like hellfire and brimstone, and then we're going to turn the corner. Revelation 21. Verse 7, you got it? You're still flipping. It beeth on the screeneth. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Look at verse 8. Now, I want you to read this for yourself. Ready? Read. But the cowards, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh, let me just clarify what sorcery means. Sorcery deals with, uh, it deals with manipulation, but a greater uh, word here. The, the, the Greek word that comes from here, we, we also uh, attribute that to drug use. So he says, if you're a manipulating drug user, some of the drug you use is sex. Next thing, read. Idolaters, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, you like how I threw that in there. See, for the married folks, that's not a weapon of destruction. Got real quiet, y'all was... <laughs> Y'all something else, ain't it, man? Now, look at here. 
now, now look what the word says. But, but now look at verse 8. Okay, look at verse 8. This is why it's so important that, that we do what we do at Harvest, that I speak life into our men, and I speak life into our women. But this is why it's so important that leadership is understood. Because look at what the verse said. But the who? The cowards. Now this is in your Bible. And then who? The unbelieving. Okay, and then the what? Abominable just means gross. That's what it means. Okay, murderers. Okay, now murder is not just done with a weapon because sometimes your tongue can murder somebody's influence. Keep reading. Okay, now you know what that means. Let me sit in church like you don't know what that means. Okay, next thing. So manipulators or drug users. Now this, okay, this, this is the Bible now. What, what's next? Idolaters, where, you're, where your source is your job. It becomes your idol rather than God being your source. Okay, what else? And all liars. Okay, now look at your neighbor. Say, don't lie to me. So do what? Okay, so I just wanted you to see in Scripture that fire is also hell. Got it? Now let's go to the next thing. This is going to be good for us. The Scripture calls our tongue fire. Go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Y'all all right? Good. We're going to get where we're going real quick. James chapter 3. James chapter 3 and get to verse 5. So we, we've identified God is fire. Fire is a devourer. Fire is hell. We've seen that described. And now the scripture calls our tongue fire. Look at verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member. But look what it does. It boasts of great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Look at verse 6. Let's read it together. And the tongue is a fire. Now, our tongue, the scripture calls it fire. And look what the verse before it says. It, it, our little tongues can burn up a lot of forests. Somebody say, you, look at your neighbor and say, you too can prevent forest fires. Look at the other one. Tell him, I'll tell you how. Stop talking. I've come to tell you what your friends want to tell you. You talk too much. Somebody say, Preach Bishop. You're a bit loquacious. I'll clean it up. You're a bit loquacious, which means the same thing. That's the nicer way to say that. Look at what the Bible says, though. It's a what? World of iniquity. Now, watch this. When you're talking, can I teach you something powerful about life? This will help you not get offended. Okay, you ready to not get offended? I'm going to make you offended proof. You ready? When you talk to somebody, you're not talking to them. You're talking to everything they've been through. That's why when you're sitting down talking to somebody, you can't get a resolve or you're trying to figure out what, what's going on because you're not talking to them. What does the scripture say? It's a world of iniquity, generational sin. That's what iniquity means. Are you here? So that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why it's interesting when, when, when people want to talk to me. It's, it's interesting because people say, I'm going to talk to Bishop. And that's wonderful. The Lord is good. But here's what you need to understand. If you think you're going to spend any of your time talking about what somebody did done to you, then you got another thing coming. Because when you come to talk to me, it's going to be a big mirror. I just need to see Bishop. That's, come on, baby, let's talk. 
But I need you to know the whole time you're talking to me, it's going to be a mirror. Because I don't want to hear, but you know, they did this. I don't, I don't care nothing about that. Husbands and wives, a bishop, she did. I don't care nothing about what she did. We're talking about you right now. I know, but I just need you to understand. I don't, listen, I don't need you to tell me nothing. Other than, watch this, what did you do? What did you say? How did you respond? Because when you're talking to people, you're not talking to them. You're talking to everything they've been through. That's why you can have an argument with somebody and stuff come up in the argument. You're like, what are you talking about? That's because we ain't even talking about what we're talking about. We're talking about everything you've been through. So the way you can not get offended is realize, I ain't even talking to you. I'm talking to that man that hurt you. I'm talking to that person that lied to you. I'm not even talking to you. I feel a, a, a New Year's Eve coming in. I just feel like somebody got to just... Did you hear that? Look at what the scripture says. It says your tongue is a world of iniquity. Iniquity is generational sin. Three kinds of sin in scripture. Sin means to miss the mark. Iniquity, which is generational sin. Passed down. Stuff you got from your mama, your mama's mama, your mama's mama's mama. People you ain't never met. Got it? Generations you never met. That's what iniquity is. And then transgression. That's where you don't touch the cookies. And you walk in the kitchen and touch the cookies. That's transgression. Iniquity is, I don't know why I'm like this. I do. I do. That's why somebody can wake up one day and say, I don't know why I felt like this or why I think like this. I'll tell you why. Because the scripture says the sins of the fathers and mothers and grandmamas and Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Joniam and Aunt Kitten, all this. The sins of the generations before would visit to the third and fourth generation. Watch this, which means who you really sit next to is 400 years of history. You sit next to a 400 year old. And that's why sometimes you can't get through because they're 400 years old. Oh, my God. Somebody's going to get free from something tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The tongue is so set among our members, watch, that it defiles the whole body. Defiles means defines the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Watch this. What does that mean? Your tongue starts unnecessary and unplanned devouring fires in your life. Say it again. Your tongue, not, not your neighbor's tongue, not your wife's tongue, not your spouse's tongue, not your kid's tongue, not your great aunt's tongue, your tongue. Your tongue starts unnecessary and unplanned devouring fires in your life. Ask Job. The thing that I feared the most has come upon me. Your mouth started a fire that you didn't have the appropriate number of fire uh, washing, I mean, what's it? Fire, no, fire men, men, fire men, fire men to put out. <laughs> or just think, we'll use that too. Check this, go very quickly to Proverbs 26, very quickly, Proverbs 26. Isn't this something? See, you know the old saying, sticks and stones, come on. But what? That's the biggest lie ever perpetrated. Let, let's say it the way it really says. Sticks and stones may make me mad and words will have me acting like a baby all my life. That's the way it really ought to be said. Sticks and stones. I may have to go to the ER for a little bit. But I'll get over that. But what you said to me, I ain't never going to forget. That's the, real, that's the real nursery rhyme. 
Because there's stuff, watch this, there's stuff that when you're going through a situation, you will remember not the good things somebody said to you. You remember the thing they said to you that degraded you, that defiled you, that made you feel like less than this and that. And that's the thing you'll remember. Why? Because the tongue is a fire. Look at Proverbs 26. Look at this fire in action. Verse 18, you got it? Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was joking. I was playing. You got to be careful what you play with. When there is no wood, what? The fire goes out. And where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. What's he saying? How's all this happening? Because of the tongue? Scripture says there's no problem unless you got folks running, telling tales. Got it? Let's look at another fire from the tongue. Go to Proverbs 16. Proverbs. I love Proverbs because I just love the way he just lays it out. And he, and he and, you know, he, 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 the, the author of Proverbs had several uh, reasons he learned wisdom. He went through a lot of stuff he didn't necessarily have to go through. And so as he's giving us Proverbs or wisdom, there's a lot of good stuff found in it. Proverbs 16, verse 26. You got it? The person who labors, labors for himself, or his hungry mouth drives him on. <laughs> I, could, I could finish the night right there. Look at verse 27. An ungodly man does what? Digs up evil. And it is on what? His lips like a what? Fire. But look at what he does, though. An ungodly man, look what he does. He digs up evil. What does evil mean? In Hebrew, it means contrary to. An ungodly man finds stuff contrary to you to justify their 400-year art with you. That's why I don't get offended. With folk, I don't, I'm not even studying that. Because I understand your tongue is going to write a check that he's going to cash. See, so you don't even get caught up in all of that. But Don't even get caught up in all that. For what? Okay, look what, the, look what the word says. Verse 28, a perverse man does what? So strife and a whisper what? Got it? The way you can put, put, to, put, get these tongues in check is, 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 is have what's called the everybody present policy. So let me teach you a policy for life. This is, are y'all right? this is pragmatic. You're going to be able to use this tomorrow. It's the everybody present policy. Somebody comes to you and says, Somebody, so and so and so and so. hold on. Okay. You come here. Okay. And this is who you were saying about? Come here. Now say that in front of them. Watch. It happened in one of the uh, presidential debates. They was talking a lot of noise over here. But the moment they said, well, he's standing right next to you. Would you like to say that? Well, no, I was saying President Obama was saying something. I, 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 I. You couldn't say it because your tongue. I guess somebody quenched that fire. It's called the what? Everybody present policy. Young folk, this will work great. Don't get caught up in all. Well, she said Stacy didn't like your shoes. Forget all that. Come here, Stacy. No, come here, Stacy. Now, I understand, but you got a minute left. The bell, that's the, you got a minute, come here. Now, what the problem is? Amen. Now, what's the issue? Got it? All that and then getting into text wars and Facebook wars. This is crazy. 
If you have the everybody present policy, you won't have no problems. My so-and-so said, they ain't here, so we'll talk about it as soon as they come, so you can divulge everything at one time. That way, you don't have to try to change it. The scripture says the tongue is a what? It's a what? Fire. Next thing, fire is a tester or revealer. Fire is a tester or revealer. We see fire in the scripture as a purifier to remove impurities, which means it makes us better. Say better. Now, I want you to go here as well. Go to Numbers 31. You're going to flip around a, a lot for these last little pieces here. Numbers 31. Numbers 31 and get down to bound verse number 22. So fire is a tester or revealer. Tester is simply one that administers a test. A revealer means to uncover, expose, to see clearly now because the rain is gone. Numbers 31, 22, you got it? Only the gold, the silver, and the bronze, the iron, the tin, and the lead. Now watch this. Verse 23. Everything that can endure fire, you shall put it through the fire, and then it shall be clean. No, no, I'm going to say it again. Everything that can endure fire, you shall put through fire, and it shall become clean. Listen to me very carefully. You don't know what you have until it's been through fire. I want to hear about your money. I don't want to hear about anything you think you have until it's been through fire. Because the scripture says what you have is not even clean until it goes through the fire. You hearing what I'm saying? Okay, that's why when you're dating, you don't make permanent decisions in the first 90 days. Why? Because literally, we're going to talk about this in the upcoming series, but literally in the first 90 days, the doctors say, this is medical proof, you are crazy. No, that's, that's, that's medical fact. Psychologists and psychiatrists and psychoanalysts will tell you in the first 90 days, you're crazy. You're nuts. You're a couple of wheels short of a full factory. Why? Because you want it to be more than what it might actually be. And out of your desire to want to be in love, you may place your desire there when there is no love in fact. Oh, I'm going to preach, preach, Bishop. I'm preaching my, see, I got my shocks on. I'm going to preach tonight. Look, look here. So, 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 so that's why, that's why in the first 90 days, you don't make perfect. I know. I know. How you know? The Lord told me. No, he didn't. He doesn't talk like that. No, he didn't. Sorry, God didn't say it. Boop, pop your bubble. At least go through uh, 12 months so you can see how they act in different seasons. That's the fire. The fire is how you going to act in summer when it's more to look at. Okay, y'all don't want to be real, so I'll stop. I'll stop. Are you getting this? Now, so fire is a tester or revealer. You find out what's really in a person in fire. When you, when you feel like you're going through a real tough situation, what comes out of you, that's what's really in you. And you ought to be thankful to God that God's so awesome that even when what comes out of you wasn't what he was looking for, he says, I'll give you some grace and some mercy. You're going to go through that fire again, but I'm going to give you some grace and some mercy. One more scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. When it comes to friends, you, you, you got to let that go through some fire. We've known each other for two weeks. This seems like we've known each other our whole life. Because both of y'all got them tongues of fire. <laughs> and y'all both spitting hot fire at one another. 
I told them everything. Okay. Well, let me know end of the year how you felt about all that. It's not about being untrustworthy. What it's about being is wise wisdom. That's it. That's it. First Corinthians, you got it? Three. Chapter 12. Now, if any, or, or chapter 3, verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, look at verse 13. Let's read it together. Each one's, because the day's going to declare. Watch this. When the sun comes out tomorrow, what's really going on is going to be seen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, let's, let's keep reading. It says, because it will be what? Revealed by what? Fire. And look at this. And the fire will do what? Test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he shall receive a reward. So we see the fire is a tester. It tests. It tests everything. Fire tests your patience. Fire tests your knowledge. Fire tests your intellect. Fire, fire, fire tests everything. Fire tests your commitment. Fire tests your faithfulness. Fire tests your loyalty. Fire tests everything. And the scripture says, now, if you can endure the fire, well, then you get a reward. Touch your neighbor say, I want my reward. Nothing wrong with wanting a reward. Got it? Now, here's the last part. Here's where we're going. I told you it took us a little while to get there, but we got there. Watch this. Fire, in its simplest form, means passion, excitement, zeal. So we've seen God as fire. We've seen our tongue as fire. We've seen fire as a tester, fire as a revealer, fire as a devourer. But fire, in its simplest form, is passion, excitement, and zeal. We should have fire for three things. Loving God, loving people, and loving life. Throughout the Bible, we see fire given as an offering to God because fire smells good to God. Write it down. Numbers 15, 13 says, all who are native born shall do these things in this manner in presenting an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. When you have passion and excitement and zeal for those three things, it smells good to God. God says, I, I, I get so excited about it. God says, that it's a sweet aroma. Which means, watch this. Our actions smell. Now, now, now. It either smells like a sweet aroma. Or it smells like the fans on. But you're going to remember when you go home. I bet you that much. Got it? You ever, smell, you, you, you ever smell something that was putrid, just disgusting, like, oh, my Lord, you know, but you need to lay hands on yourself to recover from. <laughs> every action, watch this, every action has an aroma. Every action has a scent. Everything we do has a smell attached to it. Now, watch this. The scripture says when we have fire, passion, zeal, excitement for those three things, loving God, loving people, loving life, and we'll get into it in a minute. When we have fire for those things, God smells that and says, this is sweet. It smells, you know, let, let me go ahead and, and go ahead and make it very uh, contemporary for your neighbor and contextualize it for them. Uh, it, it smells like, you know, on Thanksgiving when you can smell a macaroni and cheese and you smell a turkey and. Oh, y'all don't eat here? Are we all vegan or something? What is it? 
you, you ever go you ever go into a uh, sub shop and smell the fresh break bread? <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, I want one of them. And this is they got to cool off. I'll wait. My God, because if that sandwich is going to taste like that bread smells. Did you know you eat with your nose? Did you know you see with your nose? I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to help somebody. Mm -hmm. Did you know you perceive with your nose? The aroma that you first perceive will then set up the remainder of your senses. So now watch this. God says, when I see fire, zeal, excitement, passion for loving God. People love it life. God says, when I see that, it sets up the rest of my senses. Are you still here? Now, 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 watch this. This fire, what fire? This fire for loving God, loving people, loving life. It should never be extinguished or killed. Leviticus 6, 12 through 14. I'll read it to you. You can write it down. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order on it, and he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. This fire for God, for people, and for life should never be extinguished or killed. Got it? Now, hear me. We have all just been given a fresh start. Say fresh start. Since you're in Christ, every day we get a fresh start to make today better than yesterday. Which means if today wasn't everything you wanted to be, that's all right. Get it up under the blood because tomorrow's coming. And if tomorrow's not everything you want it to be, don't you worry about that because the day after that's coming. We are all right now fired up, excited about this year. But watch this. There are things that can happen in life that can attempt to kill our fire for those three things. It can try to kill our fire for God, kill our fire for people, and kill our fire for life. They are called fire killers. Are you here? Now watch this. We were made to do those three things. That's why, that's why, that's why hating takes so much out of you. That's why being angry takes so much out of you. That's why people die, and they die because of unforgiveness and hatred and stuff like that. Why? Because we weren't built to do that. We weren't built to carry around rage and frustration and anger. That's why those of you that are sitting here that are mad at the world, you wonder why you're so tired all the time. Because you're literally killing yourself slowly because you weren't built to be mad all the time. You were built to enjoy the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my I wasn't built to be mad all the time. I wasn't built to be angry about what you did to me all the time. Which means if you constantly causing me anger, either I need to move out the way or you need to move out the way because I wasn't built to live like this. Oh, my God. Wasn't built for that. Now, watch this. We were made to love God. Say it with me. Come on. And in that order. Got it? Jesus says, Jesus says, the, 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 they were asking him a question. They said, so what, uh, what? What's the greatest commandment? You know what Jesus says? He says, to love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. He says, but I give you another one, which is like it. He says, I tell you to love your neighbor, check it out, as yourself. Which means you can't give somebody something you can't give you. Can't give something you don't have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, check this out. Remember the scripture we started with about Jeremiah talking about fire shut in my bones? Now, listen to this. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, whose name literally means in the Hebrew, 
whom God exalts or whom Yahweh exalts. Listen, his life seemingly started out fine. And then God chose him to be the prophet. Before God chose him to do anything, things were great. When God chose him to do something, all of a sudden, here comes fire. Fire. Listen to what Jeremiah had to deal with. He was attacked by his own brothers. He was beaten. He was put into the stalks by a priest and a false prophet. He was imprisoned by the king. They threatened him with death. They threw him into a cistern. They opposed him with a false prophet. See, it's, 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 it's offensive when you got the real thing to be. They opposed him with a false prophet. They had plans and plots to assassinate him. And do you know when he complained to God about their plot to assassinate him, God says, well, it's going to get worse. Could you imagine going to God and saying, God, do you see they're trying to kill me? And God says, mm, uh, I see that. Let me tell you something, no. <laughs> no comfort. No, it's all right, my son, come into my rest. No, God said, I want to tell you something. It's going to get far worse before it gets better, Jeremiah. Matter of fact, Jeremiah gets so depressed about it, he's called the weeping prophet because he's always crying all the time. Says, oh, my God, Lord Jesus, this, uh, come on, I got to go do this. He's weeping so much so he says to God, he says, God, I please curse the day I was born. In that same chapter, right after he says his fire shut up in my bones, he says, God, curse the person that told my mama she was pregnant. That's what he says. He says, curse the person that came and told my father you're having a male child. Could you imagine the up and down? Because he was doing what God told him to do, what God called him to be. But yet what was going on around him didn't seem to line up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Jeremiah goes through all of this. He goes through all of this and he comes to a point to where he says to himself, even when I wanted to give up on God, I knew too much about him. <laughs> see it'd be different if I never met him and never knew him and never saw him make a way and never saw him heal my body and never see him take me out of depression but I know too much about him now and so even when I wanted to quit on God it's just like shut up in my bones Jeremiah even when he's dealing with crazy people and he says God I got a word for him go to hell that's what I want him to do I want them all to just burn and go away that's the fire let's talk about the devouring fire get rid of them Jesus I'm sick of them I can't take these people no more and one more person he doesn't say that you know what he says God even though they doing me wrong all of them ain't like that even though this one this one this one is like that all of them ain't like that so even when Jeremiah wanted to give up on people he said it's just like and even when Jeremiah says, I don't even want to live anymore because I'm sick of going through what I got to go through. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. You know what he says to himself? It's just like, shut up in my boat. Nobody's going to kill my fire. So then what then becomes fire killers? I'll tell you, bad relationships do. I tell you what kills your fire. Bad connections. I tell you what kills your fire. It never really got lit. <laughs> what do you mean, business never really got lit? Scripture suggests in Hebrews 
that if you really tasted of him, you could never really turn on him. So maybe what you got was that table they bring out with the dessert samples. But you never ordered your own. I tell you what, I tell you what kills your fire. Sin. That kills your fire. That kills your fire every time. If you're single and shacking and sleeping, your fire that's why your fire's gone. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. Bishop Judgment. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just trying to tell you why it's so hard to keep that thing on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, not, 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 I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I, I, don't, I don't need to judge you. That's not the point. Sin will kill your fire, though. When you're doing stuff, you, you know you had no business doing. And you know that whole process you go through. Where the Holy Spirit say, don't do that. And then you play like you didn't know. Huh? And see, if I'm your pastor, you know what God's voice sounds like. 12 Master Keys to Catching the Pastor's Spirit, available in the bookstore and cafe. You got it? Oh, God. Oh, oh, you, oh, me? Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. And then what happens? Then you do it. Come on, then you do it. And then he doesn't even let you enjoy it. You sitting up gossiping. You ain't even enjoying the gossip. You're like, so-and-so got fired. And I just, you ain't even enjoying it. You're sitting up complaining. You ain't even enjoying your complaining. <sighs> Nothing ever. But you know the Lord is. You, you can't even enjoy your sin. How stupid to do it and you can't even have no fun. He won't let you. So then, then, then you come to the aftermath. And now, godly sorrow setting in. And if you're not careful, it turns into guilt, condemnation, and shame. And can I just tell you, there's some stuff, there's some stuff, can I just tell you, where initially, you should feel bad about it. That's how you know God still loves you. When you don't feel bad about doing wrong, you, you ought to be real concerned. And when I get the invitation to Christ in a minute, you ought to, you, don't stay in your seat. You ought to say, I know we don't come down, but I just needed to come. Because if, you're, if the Holy Spirit's not convicting you, that's because there's no connection. If you don't feel wrong for doing wrong, something's wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So then you go through that whole process, and then you go through that whole process, and then you don't talk to God for a little bit. You don't pray. And then, okay, and then, then after a while, all of a sudden, so you came to church, see? So you came to church. So now God is so good, you know, and I'm not going to have that divine fire. Father, thank you. You're so good. And, and then now you reestablish communication, and then you, you get going again, and, and then you go through that whole process. Here's my point. How much time did you waste going through that process? And all that time, it killed your fire. Because watch this. When there, when there is inappropriate distance because of sin, what happens is, is now, since things ain't right vertically, they can't be right horizontally. So now, you got a problem with your person sitting next to you. And then that problem then makes you look at your life and say, I'm just so sick of me. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I, the things I want to do, I don't find myself doing. He wrote that in a moment where he had, he, he had been in some stuff he had no business in. He says, the things I want to do, I don't find myself doing. Everything that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. 
the things I want to do because the word says I should do them, and I really do want to do them, I don't find myself doing. Later on in the chapter, he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Here's my question. Why go through that process? Why let it take your fire out? So then you got to go get a bunch of lighter fluid. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I tell you what else kills our fire? Choosing to be lukewarm. When we adjust our Christianity to fit the people we're around. That will steal your fire. Rebellion steals your fire. Laziness steals your fire. But here's what we got to make a decision to do. Not let anything kill our fire. For those three things in that order. Let's say it together. Stand on your feet with me. Did you get this word tonight? No fire killers in this house. No fire killers in your life. I said no fire killers in your life. No fire killers in your life. Father, thank you for giving us fire like Jeremiah had. Excitement, zeal, passion for you. Passion for people. Passion for life. God, you didn't save us from hell so we can live in hell. Give us zeal. Give us passion. Give us fire. I like what Jeremiah said. He said, even when I wanted to, I couldn't. Even when I thought about it, I couldn't even let the thought stay there because I realized how selfish the thought was. Give us fire. Give us fire. Give us fire. God, I just wish I had some people that wanted some fire. Give us zeal. Give us passion. This last kind of fire we talked about. Give us zeal. Give us passion, Father. And when things try to steal that fire from us, we declare we won't let them succeed. We won't let something steal our fire for you. We won't let something steal our fire for loving other people. And we won't let anything steal our fire from loving life. In Jesus' name. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, what we got to first do is turn your fire on. We got to turn on your pilot light. And that starts with giving your life to Jesus Christ. That's the greatest decision you could ever, ever make. And if you've never given your life to Christ and accepted him as Savior, see, the great thing about Christ is when he died on Calvary, he did it for everybody. But now you have to receive what he did. Somebody could have left you a million dollars, but it's not yours until you go collect on it. Giving your life to Jesus is going to collect on the gift that he gave you. But maybe secondly, you're here and you'll say, Dr. Foreman, I, I, I have... I have given my life to the Lord before, but I've not been living for him. Something stole my fire. Something stole my fire. Something quenched my fire. Something killed my fire. And tonight, I need to get things right with God. Here's the awesome thing. Everybody under the sound of my voice, God loves him some you. I said, God loves him some you. God loves him some some of your neighbor. God loves him some us. He loved us enough to die for us. He thinks you're to die for and no matter what issue you got, no matter what problem you got, no matter what you're facing, I'm here to tell you there is mercy. I'm here to tell you there is grace. I'm here to tell you there is love. I'm here to tell you there is forgiveness. And I'm here to tell you a place like Harvest ain't going to sit up and judge you. We don't want to love you to death. We want to love you to life. Some of you may be thinking, I can't come to Jesus until I get stuff right. Let me tell you something. You don't get stuff right to come to Jesus. You come to Jesus so you can get stuff right. And if you need to give your life to Christ tonight, or number two, you need to rededicate yourself. There is no shame in this house. There's no shame in any of our campuses. If you need to give your life to Christ, this is your moment. 
We're excited for you. We're excited for you. There's fire that's around you. The people that are excited and passionate about you making this decision. With your head bowed and eyes closed, if either one of those is you, on the count of three, I'm not going to ask you to come down front. I'm not going to ask you to turn and confess your sins to your neighbors. I'm going to ask you to do one thing, and that's throw your hand up because we're going to put something in that hand that's going to help you transform and revolutionize your life. This is your moment. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Let's start that pilot lighter. For some of you, let's reignite it tonight. In Jesus' name. On the count of three, when you do that, you're going to hear us go wild for you. One, two, three. If that's you, throw that hand up. Throw that hand up. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody say this to me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that there is fire in my bones. Zeal, excitement, passion. To love you, to love others, and to love life. I confess that you sent Jesus to die in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this prayer, I am born again. My pilot light has just started. If I was far from you, it's been reignited. In Jesus' name, would you celebrate Jesus all in here? Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.